in today's show. We're looking across the NBA at injury news. Michael Bolton, hopefully he's not injured. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. This episode is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for those subscriptions that you don't want or need and can even negotiate better deals on those that you want to keep. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We're going to talk injuries. I'm not going to update a lot of the guys that we don't know anything about. John Eyes, oh, I want to talk about him. Um, yeah, Tom Bryant, Victor Oladipo, we don't know anything about those guys. Kawhi Leonard, Jamal Murray, even though I'm talking about them now, they're not going to be uh, focuses of this show. Let's talk about things that are actually impacting us in the short term. And we'll go straight to the Atlanta Hawks. DeAndre Hunter still remains out. He's the only guy currently listed on their injury report with that wrist injury. He's out for at least the next seven weeks. Again, he's a pretty clear drop. Kevin Herter stepped into that role. It's boosted the value of Cam Reddish and Danilo Gallinari. We've seen guys like Herter and Bogdanovich appear on and off the injury report of late, but they have played all the way through the last six games. So I don't think there's any there's any real concern with those players. But Hunter, the, the guy who's out, of course, and Yekara Kongwu, also on the sidelines for this team, but we haven't had any recent update on him at all. For the Boston Celtics, at the end of last game, Marcus Smart went to the locker room, and we haven't had an update on that yet as to if there is any injury, if it is going to cause him to miss time. Just keep an eye on that one. I don't even know what the injury was, but he did leave the game early. So just pay attention to that. Uh, Josh Richardson missed last game with a non-COVID illness. He'd been getting like high 20s in minutes, largely because Jalen Brown was out. I'd expect him to come back, but I wouldn't expect him to play those minutes. That would, When he comes back, it'll take probably Aaron Neesmith out of the rotation, and Richardson will go from 28, 29 minutes back to like 18 to 20 would be my guess. So the value that he, he was having, and he was playing all right, um, is going to drop off considerably now. On to Brooklyn. Joe Harris is out for at least the next couple of games with his ankle injury. Um, probably got, you know, maybe he's back on Saturday because the Nets play Wednesday, then they don't play until Saturday. Um, the Shark, Bruce Brown, is out again Wednesday with his hamstring. Baby shark, While Nick Claxton's illness is probably the second biggest mystery in the NBA in terms of what the hell's going on. Actually, is that, is that, maybe there's other mysteries. Um, He's still out for like another week or so. We might not have him back until maybe like the beginning of December. Um, how he fits in, I don't know. It does look like the Nets are going to start LaMarcus Aldridge and not Blake Griffin moving forward, which I think is the correct choice. Um, but where Claxton fits into that as we move forward is uh, is still unknown. So I wouldn't be worrying about stashing Claxton. I actually wouldn't worry too much about Claxton impacting Aldridge, but I would also make sure that LaMarcus Aldridge is on a waiver wire. And with Brown out, you're getting increased minutes for Cam Thomas and for DeAndre Bembry, uh, also with Joe Harris sidelined as well. The Hornets, PJ Washington. We feel like we've been this guy's been coming back for the last two weeks. He hasn't played in weeks. 
with that elbow hyperextension. He is currently listed as doubtful for Wednesday's game. I feel like he's been doubtful every game for the last three or four games. So we are still a little bit of time away from PJ returning. The Hornets play Wednesday, Friday, big, big volume games. The next time you might be interested in looking at him is on Saturday against the Rockets where there are fewer games on. But it's been, it hasn't been a 12-team league guy before he was injured anyway, so I wouldn't be you know, rushing to stash him. If you do have an injured IL slot, wouldn't mind slotting him in just to see what happens, but he's not the highest of priority guys out there. For the Chicago Bulls, we know that this fella has been out. It's Vucevic. It's Nick Vucevic. Vucevic. Yep, Nick Vucevic has missed the last, well, since last time he played was the 10th of November. So we're heading on to about two weeks. He's questionable for Wednesday's game. He is out of COVID protocols. He's just going through the cardiac testing phase. So he might be back Wednesday. Otherwise, the Bulls play again on Friday. Uh, Alex Caruso missed Monday's game with a wrist issue. Yeah, he's questionable for Wednesday. Caruso, I believe, is a must-roster player. And Javante Green's also appeared on the injury report as probable with an ankle problem. Yeah, With Kobe White back and Caruso playing, Green's minutes have dropped. He's been at just 16 the last two, and that's really just deeper league stuff, and he's not going to be any sort of impact player, I wouldn't imagine, in the, uh, in the coming weeks. The Cleveland Cavaliers, a lot happening with them. We know Evan Mobley is out with that elbow problem. Um, we're still a few weeks away from that. Coming back, Chetty Osman has been upgraded to probable with his back issue and with the absence of Colin Sexton, which I don't even know if I've mentioned on uh, on this podcast that he is out for the season uh, with that meniscus injury. So obviously you can drop him. Um, Osman does have an increased role. Well, Garius, Garius, not Garius Darland, Darius Garland got smacked in the head last game, came back and played it out, but now he is listed on the injury report as questionable. That is um, frustrating, obviously, for us, considering how well he's playing. We want to make sure, we want him to be okay, of course, but it is going to be, I think, pretty frustrating if he does happen to to miss time, unfortunately, with that injury. Of course, we're not dropping him or anything along those lines, but it will be, uh, be a little bit annoying if he has to miss, but we hope that he is okay, but he has appeared on that injury report as questionable. Lamar Stevens, also questionable with an ankle injury. So um, yeah, just be aware of that if you are playing in deeper formats. It does give more of an opportunity for Dylan Windler or for some God knows reason, uh, Ed Davis. Let's look at the Dallas Mavericks. They play today. So some of this stuff will be out of date in a few hours once we get updates from them. Luka Doncic is officially listed as questionable with an ankle and knee injury. He banged knees in practice the other day. It does look like he is trending towards playing, which is a positive thing. Same with Muxy Kleber, who's listed as probable with a knee and ankle issue. Reggie Bullock is questionable with an illness. His whole play this year has been questionable. I don't know whether it's illness-related, but he's questionable. You shouldn't be rostering him in fantasy. While Frank Nilakina is out with a calf injury. Now, his minutes had increased with Doncic out. With If he is out and Doncic is out, it's going to be Sterling Brown. It's going to be maybe Josh Green uh, and almost definitely Trey Burke who get a bump in their playing time in that situation. Do you know that companies will often do uh, free trials and that they renew without your consent? It's a business scam. It's just to get money out of you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. 
on average, people save up to 720 bucks a year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Truebill has over 2 million users and helps save them over $100 million. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start cancelling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. A couple of days away. Thanksgiving, it's coming. We're, we're, we're right here. And we know that Thanksgiving is about your family, but it's also about food. Delicious food. Yummy, yummy desserts. Yummy, what a word that is. But these desserts are often high calorie and high sugar, high fat. And that's not great if you're looking after your body. So instead of your high fat, high sugar, high calorie slice of pie, why don't you try Built Bar for dessert instead? Institute a new family tradition. Guys, for dessert for Thanksgiving, we're having Built Bars. Your family's going to rally around you. Go, Josh, you're a visionary. What is this? Is this 100% real chocolate? You go, you bet your damn ass it is. It is 100% real chocolate. It is low carb. It is low fat. It is low sugar. And it is high in protein. And the flavors, my God, they're delicious. Why don't you just check out the website with me, Granny? What's a website here? Don't worry about it. Just look at my phone. Built.com. That's where you go. Look at all these flavors. Vanilla cream. Holy crap. That's a new one. Yeah, it is. It looks awesome, doesn't it, Granny? Yeah, get me a box. No worries. That'll be your Christmas present. So head to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. Save 15% on your desserts for Thanksgiving, but also on gifts for everybody. Everyone loves a Built Bar. So go to Built.com and use that promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off the best tasting protein bar ever. Let's go to the Denver Nuggets. Big Chungus, Nikola Jokic. The Nuggets play today. We don't know Jokic's status at this point. He's currently questionable. He's missed the last two games with a wrist injury. Um, Jokic, remember Jokic played every game last year? And that was a big reason to like rely upon him in a draft. Well, he's missed three already this season. Not saying he shouldn't have been the number one pick, because obviously there's no problem with picking him at number one. But again, it just it will lean into my thought that you can't predict injuries and guys that you don't draft guys because they didn't miss games the year before, because that does not um, predict anything moving forward. Jokic has missed three games and could be missing a fourth today. But the bad news, I guess, is on Maga Porter Jr., who has been out since the 6th of November with a back injury. And the reporting now is that his season could be over. It is not over. It could be over. So they're giving him about a week or so to show some improvement. And then more aggressive therapies will be on the table, which are going to include surgery for this nerve issue in his back. So if he doesn't, he's down working in Florida somewhere to try and get um, improvements going, but if there is no improvement, then the season could be done. So I'd like to hold him for a week until we get get an update on that. But it is not looking good. The big stiffy is uh, Bones Highland. He's out with an ankle injury. He sprained his ankle a couple of times in the last week or so um, with the ankle injury. With the um, yeah likely return here of Jokic, Highland's more of a deeper league guy who had a short term little spurt as a twelve team player. But you can drop him and see where that goes from here on out. Well, Zeke Naji has missed the last four games with an ankle problem. I don't think Zeke would be in the rotation unless Jokic is out necessarily. So I wouldn't be getting too um, you know, worried about his ankle injury or how much that's going to impact us moving forward. For the Detroit Pistons, they play today as well. Just remember, uh, reminding you that uh, the Flamin' Galar. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of Flamin' Galars. 
The Flamer Galar is suspended for Tuesday's game for the Pistons. He's also going to miss their game on Wednesday. That does open up minutes for Trey Lyles and Luca Garza. I honestly just don't think those guys are going to play all 48 minutes at center together. There's going to be other guys in there because they're just honestly horrible. Killian Hayes is going to miss the next two games as well with the thumb issue that's caused him problems over the last like two weeks or so. Hayes had pushed towards being a 12-team league guy with his assists and steals, but the minutes are down. The injury is impacting him. Drop him. Like, there's no point holding. Kalionic is still out with his knee injury. We're still probably you know, four or five weeks away from him returning. Yeah, you may be looking at just after Christmas would be my guess. And then Isaiah Livers is out for at least the next two games with a foot injury, not that he is going to be uh, any sort of impact player. On the Golden State Warriors, we did get updates on Clay Thompson. He's back in practice. Still looking at probably Christmas for him to return. We haven't really had a recent update on James Wiseman, but he is not at the stage that Clay is at in terms of practice. So I initially thought that Wiseman would be back at some point in December. Maybe he's not. I would expect Clay's ramp up takes a little bit longer because he's been out longer, but maybe not. Maybe Wiseman's not back until January. I don't think that Wiseman is a priority stash guy. I actually don't think Clay is, unless you've got an injured slot. Clay's in there if that's fine, but he's going to be so heavily restricted and have issues with games missed that you're going to have to take him out of that injured slot. And then he's going to be maybe producing top 180 value for like three to four weeks. And then maybe best case, I think he gets to top 90. I don't expect the old top 50 Clay Thompson to be back. And then it's going to hurt you while you wait for that to maybe never happen. But it is at least trending in the right direction for uh, Clay. It was, but again, I'm a bit worried about the fact that he seems to be behind Clay Thompson now when it seemed like he was ahead of him. Uh, Andre Iguodala's out again with knee swelling. He's missed three in a row. I guess that's somewhat of a worry, not that he was impacting fantasy, but it does help guys like Otto Porter, um, Juan Toscano Anderson, John Kaminga, those guys to get extra playing time. Kevon Looney moved um, or went to the locker room last game with an undisclosed injury, didn't return. We don't know if there's any issue there, but he's played 27 and 26 minutes the last two games, which is very unlike Looney. I think some of that is Iguodala's absence. Uh, Iguodala is a real key to being able to play Draymond Green at the five. So they went with a little bit more loony at center there, which increases his value for deeper leagues. While Gaz Payton, that he had some abdominal issues earlier in the season. Uh, he did have to sit out last game. We'll see whether he is ready to go. He's currently listed as questionable for the game on Wednesday. Payton's still rostered in far too many 12-team leagues, but he does provide streaming value and at least 14 to 16-team league value otherwise. For the Rockets, cousin Kevin Porter, he's back. He will play in their game on Wednesday. Whether he plays well or not is obviously a big question mark, and the answer to that's probably going to be no. But he is at least back after missing three and a half, or, or you know, part part of uh, at least three full games, and then part of that game against the Grizzlies. So we'll see how he looks returning on Wednesday against the Chicago Bulls. On to the LA Clippers. It looks like we're going to get Marcus Morris returning. Uh, they do play today on Tuesday. Morris is listed as probable. I wouldn't imagine that he's going to be into big minutes immediately after having all these issues with needing to re-strengthen his knee. I don't think that Marcus Morris is a must-roster 12-team league guy. I think he's a 14-16-team to 16 team league option, especially 
given this knee issue. Yeah, his return comes at a time where Nick Batum is out with COVID. Batum's probably going to miss the next five games or so. So that can help there. But when Batum and Morris are both playing, it hurts both of them. And then it hurts guys down the pecking order like Mann, Bledsoe, Canard, um, those sort of blokes. And then Justice Winslow will end up being out of the rotation in that scenario. As for Batum, as I said, five games uh, probably more for him until he's back. So you're looking at probably 3rd of December, Friday, 3rd of December, when he's going to be um, eligible to return. Whether he does return then, I don't know. But that that's probably an option for him in, in that position. I think the Batum with Morris coming back, his value gets squeezed enough that if you did need to move on from him in 12-team leagues, I don't think it's a, an incorrect decision. It really depends on who I'm adding or what my position is, or where my standing, where I'm in the standings, all that sort of stuff. But I do think that uh, a move on from Batum could happen. It is Thanksgiving. Yes, it is. We all know what that means. And that means football. Nothing goes better with football than turkey and betting. And BetOnline has you covered all holiday season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all sports action this Thanksgiving. So head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus with the promo code Locked On to receive that bonus. It's not just football. BetOnline has pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, and even your favorite Vegas casino game. So don't wait to take advantage of all of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, we're stuffed with deals for Thanksgiving. (laughs) Okay. Um, All right, let's move on to the LA Lakers. We all know that uh, LeBron... It's just a goat. No, it's a fucking goat. He's suspended for Tuesday, but he'll come back for their game after that. Although their injury report is a little bit crowded still. Anthony Davis has popped up as uh, questionable with an illness, non-COVID, but he's had a couple of uh, stomach bugs this season. We know he's always going to be questionable and in and out of bullshit. Um, So watch that one. Austin Reeves, Austin Reeves is out again with a hamstring injury and Kendrick Nunn and Trevor Ariza are still sidelined. They're still weeks away from returning. I don't know how long it's going to be, but I wouldn't expect them back really at any point um, before mid-December and maybe not before Christmas. If Davis does happen to miss today, then of course, you're looking at more value for Carmelo Anthony and Taylor Horton Tucker and Russell Westbrook in that situation. For the Memphis Grizzlies, Dylan Brooksy Brooks came back from his hand issue, um, now has a hamstring problem. So he's what played four games and missed three since returning, and he's questionable again for Wednesday. That does help the value of Desmond Bain. It would have helped the value of the wave pool, D'Anthony Melton, but he's dealing with his own injury. He's out with a groin problem, and he's going to miss probably the next three games while Sam Merrill is out for the next two to three weeks with a, an ankle injury. On to the uh, next team, which is the Miami Heat. The Heat play today. Um, so a few questionable statuses there. Both Bam Adebayo and PJ Tucker are questionable with an illness. It does appear like they will play, but they are listed as questionable. If Bam is out against the Isaiah Stewart-less Detroit Pistons, then the Undertaker, Dwayne Dedman, against his former team. Yes, he was on the Pistons. For I don't did he even play a game there, but he was on the Pistons. Um, he has an opportunity to step up there. Um, Duncan Robinson also questionable with the right knee. He had to leave last game early. Robinson, I think, has one of the longest active game streaks in the NBA, um, but now dealing with a knee injury. And then Markeith Morris is out with his neck problem. That is helping PJ Tucker's play, while Marcus Garrett is out with a wrist injury, and nobody really cares too much about that in their fantasy leagues. On to the Milwaukee Bucks. Still no update on Dante DiVincenzo and his ankle. Um, I thought November would be getting him back. 
Doesn't look like it. Maybe it is going to be closer to Christmas for the big ragu, uh, which is frustrating that we're just not getting any sort of updates on where he sits with this ankle injury. It is pretty uh, pretty annoying just to not get those updates. It was also a while before we got updates on Brook Lopez and his back injury. Um, Lopez, we're, we're hoping we can get him back. Um over the you know, in the coming weeks, maybe it's like the start of December that we get Brook Lopez returning. That would be my estimation. But then, yeah, after that, yeah, who knows? It's it's very very hard to I don't know have confidence in Lopez's back at this point, given that he played like one game and then he's been out since then, and we haven't really got any sort of information as to what's actually going on. And um, yeah, at a guy his age with back problems, you have to be worried. I wouldn't be rushing to add Brook Lopez. I don't think he's going to be a 12-team category league contributor with these uh, with this injury this season. They also have Shemi Ojale, who's going to be reevaluated in three weeks with a calf injury. Now, Ojale was playing a little bit because um, yeah, Portis is playing exclusively at center, and they needed him at power forward. So there could be, obviously, more minutes than coming for Thanasa Santorokumpo, more minutes for Pat Connaughton as well if uh, Ojale and Lopez are going to be out for you know, more weeks. On to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Only injury they have is Josh Kogi, who's been dealing with this back spasms that's caused him to miss the last four games. With Kogi out, it's just been the artist formerly known as Torian Prince who stepped into that rotation role, and that really doesn't mean anything for fantasy. On to the New Orleans Pelicans. Devontae Graham has missed the last couple of games with a foot injury. Last three games, in fact. He's listed as questionable for Wednesday's games. With him out, they have been mistakenly starting Thomas Sadoransky, but they have, correctly, been playing more minutes to Kyra Lewis. So if you are looking to stream someone, Lewis is definitely the option to stream there versus Sadoransky. Zion, he was set to be reevaluated in the next week. Does he return straight away? I have my doubts about that. But maybe we're looking at like a mid-next week return. I, I'm, again, I'm very, very skeptical um, given that we've got no updates on him. Uh, while DD Lazada has uh, copped a 25-game suspension due to uh, PEDs, and uh, I think he served three of those games at this uh, at this stage. So not looking uh, not great for him and his career. Um, not that he's done anything really positive on the court anyway to get us even marginally excited. For the New York Knicks... Mitch Robinson. And Mitch Robinson says, I'll take it from here. Just another injury for this bloke. Um, out with a concussion now. I do not believe that he's a must-roster player. He can be a field goal percentage guy. His blocks are way down. Like, if you want him, sure. But I don't. if I saw him on the waiver wire, I wouldn't be going, oh my God, this league's lost their mind. That's just sort of how I'm viewing him at this point. Derek Rose is questionable for today with an ankle injury. We never like to see anything that's ankle or knee related for Rose because that's what's cost him so much time over the years. If he is out, then you're going to look more for Kemba and Emmanuel quickly in that scenario. While Taj Gibson is doubtful with a groin injury, that means we're going to see more of Obi Toppin, which I think is a good thing, um, backing up uh, Nerland's Noel, who should push to high minutes. But we get more of those Toppin minutes yeah, playing as a backup center alongside Julius Randle. For the Oklahoma City Thunder, Shea Gildas-Alexander, his efficiency has been way off, and now he's appeared on the injury report with an ankle problem. He missed the last game. Hopefully, it's nothing too serious, and I don't believe that it is, but he did miss that game on Monday. He's currently he's questionable for Wednesday. Um, hopefully, we get him back pretty quickly, but I wouldn't be surprised if he sits that one out against the Utah Jazz. 
the Magic have a ton of injuries. We know that um, Etwan Moore and Michael Carter-Williams are out, but now Cole Anthony has missed the last couple with an ankle problem, and that has really, really impacted this team. Of course, you're not doing anything stupid and dropping Cole, but he is out again on Wednesday. Um, Gary Harris is questionable with a hand injury. So if Anthony is out, I would imagine they do go back and start Harris because, you know, that's just what they've done in the past. Last game, they started uh, Fox Mulder. That didn't work particularly well against the Bucks. I think Gaz would get that position back, although they should just start RJ Hampton. I don't know why they're not doing that. Mark Fultz, no updates. John Isaac, no updates. It's getting pretty like weird in terms of when these guys are actually returning. Um, I, I still cannot believe that it is taking this long for John Isaac to return. August 2020. It's going to be 16 months before he returns. I can't believe that it is taking this long. It must have been a horrific knee injury. It's a long time, man. Um, yeah, so no updates on them. I, I don't, with given how long they are taking with Isaac returning, I don't think that he's he's going to think he's going to be so limited with minutes and games played that I'm not sure he's even worth a stash if you don't have IL and Fultz. I don't think he's worth it either because of the play of Anthony, the presence of Suggs. I don't think Fultz is coming in, playing 34 minutes a night and putting up top 100 numbers. Like Even if Markel Fultz was guaranteed to play 34 minutes a night, you wouldn't say, well, he's a top 100 guarantee player. You'd say maybe he can be. But with so many other doubts around it, it's hard to get excited there. For the Philadelphia 76ers, Toby Harris missed last game with a hip problem. They were missing all of their starters and they still beat the Sacramento Kings. Harris with a hip problem. You don't expect it to be too much of an issue, hopefully. But George Niang and Furkan Korkmaz step up there. Seth Curry missed last game with a back injury, and that gave a boost to Shake Milton. Joel Embiid is still out with COVID. We're hoping maybe the weekend for him when the Sixers return back home against the Wolves on Saturday, but we don't know. Well, Danny Green had the hamstring problem, returned, and what do you know? He pinged his hamstring again because maybe he returned too early. I don't know. I've never heard me talking about that before. Green's out with a hamstring problem. That's really boosting the value of Matisse Thibel, who is back from COVID. While Ben Simmons, I just don't think he's ever going to play for Philadelphia. It's It's been twists and turns in that, and I've changed my opinion on it quite a lot. But at this point, it's leaning towards he just is not going to play. For the Phoenix Suns, Abdul Nadir is uh, dealing with a, a knee problem that's caused him to miss the last two. While Frank the Tank Kaminsky is going to be out a long time with a stress fracture in his knee, a stress reaction in his knee. I would imagine six weeks to two months for Frank. Um, it doesn't really matter because he was only getting rotation run when Aiton was out. And if Aiton's back, he was playing like at max, yeah, four minutes. So not anything that's uh, too impactful there. Onto the San Antonio Spurs, Dougie McDermott, more knee swelling. That caused him to miss last game. They started Cater Bates-Diop, but it was, of course, Devin Vassell who really stepped up. Vassell needs to be a must-roster player. Make sure he's on one. While McDermott is not really a rosterable guy outside of very deep formats, while Jock Landale remains in the health and safety protocols. He should return soon, but that's really not an impact for fantasy at all. On the Toronto Raptors. But what about Scarf? OG. Stop OG. Uh, you better stop OG. OG Ananobi went from being out a while to being listed as questionable. Now, he still missed a couple of games here, but he's missed the last three. But he is officially questionable for Wednesday's games. It would be great if he could return there. Um, and that's going to have an impact on guys like Birch, Achua, Boucher, when Anobi, Ananobi comes back. Will they start Ananobi? Well, sorry, will they start um, Birch or will one of Barnes and or Trent move to the bench? That is the big question there, I guess. Achua is also questionable, and Yuta Watanabe is officially questionable. He has not played a game yet this season. I'm not even sure where he fits in the rotation, but I'm telling you now, having Ananobi and Watanabe returning, it's not going to be great for Boucher's minutes. It just isn't. And the last team we take a look at is the Washington Wizards, 
Rui Hachimura, again, is in the G League. I don't know when he's going to return. It has been... I said one of the biggest uh, mysteries was Nick Claxton's illness. This is the biggest one. What is going on with Rui? Again, we hope he's all right, but he is working back, obviously. I do not believe that Rui Hachimura is a 12-team category league player. I'm not even convinced he's a 12-team points league player because of the presence of the other guys here, like Kyle Kuzma and Contavious Caldwell-Pope, but his return is coming. Well, Davis Bertans is off the injury report, so he could be back on Wednesday. But again, Bertans is not going to play enough to have any real impact anywhere. That will do it for me today, guys. Don't forget, check out the Locked On Bets podcast, which is available wherever you get podcasts. They have a little short show every day talking about some betting picks that they have across all sports. But also, follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. Give me a thumbs up on YouTube. Subscribe. Ring the notification bell. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.